Welcome to Multiverse OQ, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form, I'm Luke. And I'm Devin. And this week we're talking about... The Conclusion of Exiles. Volume 2. Yes. Yeah, uh, we'll get to it when we get to it, but the series was definitely supposed to be longer and... Like, if you read it on uh, Unlimited, you get the recap pages where it's like, oh, yeah, there's stuff here that they had to rush through that was going to be, like, drawn out for years. Yep. It made the ending a little disappointing. Yeah. Well, luckily I've got the trade with me, so I can talk about some of the trade exclusive stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. But it was written by Jeff Parker, with pencils by Casey Jones on issues 4 and 5, inks by Carl Kiesel, colors by Anthony Washington, with Simon Bolin on the letters, and Salva Espin did the art on issue number 6. So, uh, last time, we got our team together, which consists of, and I'll say the name and you give a brief description. Do it. Beast. Uh, this is a beast. I mean, it's Hank McCoy. He's in the blue fur, but this one is a little bit more of an animal-looking one. He has, like, big fangs and everything. And he also has been a lot more hesitant to do science, and he's more of a beat-em-up than a think-em-up. Doesn't want to be a nerd, Luke. There's also the panther. Uh, this is the son of T'Challa and Storm, named after his father T'Chaka. His and, grandfather. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Grandfather T'Chaka, and he is basically a womanizing nineteen-year-old. Uh, He's a horny teen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is Polaris. Uh, the daughter of Magneto. She basically has all of his powers. Yeah, is that it? Forge. Uh, he is a man who can basically just talk to machines. And he's good at building them. And, yeah, and he has a metal arm. Mm-hmm. That never seems to actually come in handy during any mission. <laughs> or more of always seems to bite him in the ass every single mission. But it is a recurringly good bit, because the same thing happens twice. Exactly. Uh, there's the witch. Uh, this is Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch. During this point in time, she is still the daughter of Magneto. And she dresses more with a nice hooded cloak. And finally, Blink. Uh, she is secretly the former member of the previous Exiles that we've been covering for the last several years. But for some reason, she is hiding the fact that she is the original one. And she is from the Age of Apocalypse. And she can teleport. Yep. And so the team has ended up on Earth 10102. Uh, So the Talos gives them their mission to overthrow machines, and that's when they get attacked by a gigantic robotic centipede followed by Sentinels, and luckily Polaris is there and is able to really easily destroy all of them and make them take each other out. And the final Sentinel just self-destructs. And while this is going on, Cerebro, Ultron, Machine Man, and Vision watch on and try and figure out 
how these humans are still here and they want to capture them. And Cerebro's like, hey, you know, maybe we'd have some better ideas of how to do this if we were all a single computer hive mind. And Ultron's like, yeah, but then we're going to get screwed over if any virus comes in or any degradation. So, you know, we need those individual systems. Hey, guys, who wants to sign up for a joint condo? There's no humans or grass or life. I'm not. I'm not ready for that kind of a commitment. We just make so many Futurama references. Mm-hmm. So Forge and Polaris hope to jury-rig the robots together to move them through the desert, and they find out that this desert that they're in is in Pennsylvania, and Forge gives them the happenings of what happened. So. Charles Xavier and Hank Pym ended up meeting and they decided to work together so they could track down all the extra powered organisms on the earth so they could find heroes and criminals. And so when Xavier merged uh, Cerebro with uh, Hank's technology, Ultron broke in and messed with the new Cerebro. And while they did a good job for a while, uh, then their job switched into hunting down and destroying all life and homo sapiens and so it took over the sentinels and the machine man project and it ended up releasing neutron bombs that destroyed almost all life on north america instantly and because they wanted to get plants back uh they made it so the radiation wouldn't last forever but now almost all life on north america is destroyed uh the rest of the world is in a weird holding pattern and now they're supposed to figure out what to do about this. Which is an interesting idea, but I also kind of wish we got to see more of other parts of the Earth. I agree. Because later on it implies that he's done this to other places on the Earth. Well, no, because it says that they they've tried to attack, but all the missiles have just gotten sent back. But it is a bit... Of a question of why it hasn't been done elsewhere. Yeah. Well, more for at the end, it implies that he has bases in other in all the other continents. Oh, backup. Yeah, Cerebro. So Polaris suggests that they break up into a distraction team and an infiltration team, and they'll go and take care of that in the morning. Link wakes up first and gets a sense of where she should teleport to get them all supplies. And while she is away, Vision, Ultron, and Machine Man attack, knocking out Polaris first. And the Exiles are beating the androids, and the androids are like, we're not trying to fight here. And they knock them out with gas and then take them away uh, before Blink returns with supplies. And so... Blink goes into the like nearby town, and I do like that we get a lot of very, very good robot cameos. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll have the uh, image gallery up, but there's like awesome Andy and Cree uh, Sentinels and a bunch of other stuff. Like, and, I um, what's his name? Whose face is in the stomach? Oh, oh, Armin Zola. Yeah, Zola. 
And like, once again, I would have kind of liked to spend some more time here to see what the society is like. But, you know, we, we don't get that. I'm sorry, so, like series is getting canceled in like two more issues, so. Well, he didn't know before this was published, but. That's uh, true. Yeah. We get another comment that this is actually the blink that we knew from the previous series when she says it's like the Legacy Bylock world. And she's getting frustrated, and so the Talos just tells her where the team is. And when she gets in, she sees that Polaris has already been dissected. So uh, she starts attacking, and the androids try and catch her, which she tries to throw an energy javelin at Vision. Vision phases, and it ends up destroying the Cerebro system inside the lab. And her team reveals that they weren't actually captured, and that they've been trying to trick Cerebro with the androids. Ultron explains that he is actually Hank Pym, and that in the last few minutes before the neutron bomb attack, he was able to like put out his technology to transfer human minds into the computer neural net, and he was able to connect with Vision and M51, who is the independent machine man, and they tricked Cerebro into letting them back up everybody using the machine man bodies, and while they can't yet destroy Cerebro, they have secretly put up a bunch of firewalls, so Cerebro is restricted to a single network. Cerebro sends robots in to destroy them, and Ultron tries to get them to stop, since each robot has about 10,000 lives backed up in their bodies, and points out that they should only destroy the heads. And you get a moment where it's like, oh, I just killed 30,000 people, essentially. Yep, and then Wanda starts to cry. The Sentinels get sent in after them, so they decide to go into action. Ultron disabled the neutron field. That way they'll be able to get close into the real location of Cerebro and was able to send Forge to locations. So Lorna, the Panther, and the Witch are the distraction. And Beast would rather go with them, but he is sent on to the infiltration mission. So when Blink... Forge and Beast get there. They're at the remains of the original Westchester X-Men mansion. And when they teleport into the room where Cerebro is, it turns out that there's no oxygen there. Whoops. Uh-oh. And Cerebro's like, oh yeah, you didn't think there'd be, you thought there'd be oxygen, but I don't need it. And so Blink uh, works to like teleport them in oxygen and Forge asks Beast to help she with the sablings. Has she always been able to do that? What? Has she always been able to do that? Yeah, but normally it doesn't matter. Okay. So Forge asks Beast to help with uh, like the sablings Cerebro, but Beast reveals that when he got mutated, he lost his intelligence, and he is still rapidly losing it. Meanwhile, the distraction team is just like having a fun time and it's like, oh, we're flying in a Sentinel head destroying other robots. This is great. The Black Panther is our little chauffeur. Mm -hmm. So Cerebro ends up taking uh, control of Forge's arm and knocks out Blink and then Forge himself and begins taunting Beast, who like is in a rush to figure out how to destroy Cerebro. Outside, the androids are trying to protect the backups of people. But Cerebro sends her own army to attack. And Beast, just realizing he can't outthink this, unplugs Cerebro, who tries to escape, and then finds out that they are blocked off, and Beast destroys them as they sing Daisy. 
Nice work, beast. Mm-hmm. And so with the army halted, Ultron explains that now they're just going to move into life auto decoys, and people are going to get to be brought back the way that they sort of idealize themselves, which... As Once Wanda it... says, everyone's going to remember that they used to be super hot. Mm-hmm. And then they are all teleported out, where they meet Morph, who explains that now they need to go back to the first world and split up the Xavier gang and the Brotherhood. And I, I think this is a really interesting world, and it's an interesting premise in the fact that you now have, like, what they point out, a world with people who are never going to grow old or be able to procreate. Is it an interesting idea? Mm-hmm. So we get back to Earth 90631, where Princess Wanda and Lorna uh, Polaris are having a conversation they're getting frustrated about the possibility of being replaced in the government. And that's when the exiles return and Wanda's knocked out. And they are able to put a telepathic blocker on their Wanda. So exiles Wanda goes to talk to Jean Grey about Scott. And that night when Scott is having a sexy psychic dream meeting with uh, Emma Frost, Jean Grey comes in and she is very, very angry about this. Someone just had to narc. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott can't keep it in his mind pants. It's true. So, Gene uh, essentially erupts into the Phoenix. This summons all the X-Men, and the building starts to collapse as the Exiles uh, are still inside. Emma and Banshee show up, and Emma attacks Princess Wanda, uh, killing her with a diamond chop. But this has cemented the work that they needed to do. And so they are teleported out and they end up on Earth Chill, where they have 36 hours to relax. So Morph gives him a bit of an explanation on more things because they were asking him and basically they had to get Genosha to break up because the humans were close to finding a way through all of their shields that they had. So if they weren't destroyed and stopped being a unilateral force, they'd all get taken out instantly. So now they're going to be safe. And they want to know more about like how Morph knows this and everything. And he just asks them to trust him. So we get some more resolution and good character moments. Wanda asks if other people can be brought along on the missions. And Blink's like, no. I mean, it's only the people who are supposed to be here. And Bling wants to know if she's all right having seen herself die. And we get some other nice questions like Beast wondering if he can stay in this perfect world. Ford just really wants to see his wife and their time is over. Morph collects them all and as they prepare to teleport, Forge puts something onto the talus. And when they teleport, they find themselves in the field of the Panopticon where they had initially landed. And T'Chaka quickly knocks out Blink, and they arrive inside the main crystal palace of the Panopticon. Morph finds Blink, and they realize that the team has figured out everything, and Heather Hudson is unable to find them inside the base. The team, meanwhile, sees that uh, other people are being recruited by other time brokers, including the Impossible Man, Mojo, Howard the Duck, and then Blink reappears. 
My favorite, I think, was the Impossible Man one because I really just enjoyed that panel of Captain America sobbing that he was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very very good. But I do kind of get Xavier Files' point from when they read this. That's like they kind of would have rather seen these other teams. But I I do like this team that we have here in Exiles. See, I'm really into this team that we have. It's fun takes on the characters, and it's a good dynamic. Uh-huh. The beef is still on, Xavier Files. The beef is on, on the pods. Uh, so Are you going to fight Zach when you see him next in real life, Luke? I don't know. I think we had loosely talked about going and doing a show together, and I think that would be a weird vibe. You should fight him, Luke. But he's got a kid. Doesn't matter. I guess. Will that mean that you'll hunt down uh, Adam, his partner? Sure. Okay. We got a pod fight coming up. So Blink is forced to explain that she had planned on pretending the team until they were ready to run missions by themselves, and then she would fake her death. But they get pulled into the control room before she can explain more, and that is when they find Nocturne, Heather, and Morph. And so Forge gives a brief rundown of how he was able to reroute everything. We get a explanation of like the initial time broker and the bugs and how people initially did get sent home when they had done enough missions, but then they started getting pulled back into the into the Panopticon, including the dead members, and like Sabretooth is in the wall, and it's like, oh no, Sabretooth is from the Age of Apocalypse. People love that dude. Yeah. He's not going to be in there forever. Like, there's a lot of interesting ideas, but a six-issue series that introduces ones that are not going to get referenced again and on a book that got canceled before its time. Yep. Uh, Yep. I like a lot of the stuff here, but it just gets lost. Oh, this last Uh, little bit, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Yep. So I will try and explain it as best I can. So the talus briefly turns into an eye that stares at them, and then the panopticon begins to awaken because they essentially teleported into where they teleport through, and the panopticon forms into a giant woman who then creates a simulcrum of her original self, specifically Hang the Conqueror. She explains how she had tried to prevent her past, which created two different timelines, And that began the fragmenting of reality, which is what the Crystal Palace essentially represents. And this led to more Kangs and more fragments. And while she started to, like, try and control some of these by forming teams, because they have a hand in creating the fragments, uh, they essentially become part of the Panopticon eventually which is why Proteus no longer exists in Morph's body. Yeah, I love how that one was just casually thrown in there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I distinctly recall the last issue of the previous Exiles run that Proteus was definitely still in there. 
Yeah, they had just agreed to work together. Yeah. Yeah. So Kang woke up because of uh, Morph, who had been brought back in when Proteus got expunged out of his mind. So he brought back his initial teammates, and they started making new teams. And we get a brief moment where everybody gets to see what the world would be like because they can never really go home again. So Forger had saved his world, but this may have led to Black Panther and Storm hooking up in there, which the Panther's like, Dad, she's at a funeral, which is very good. Uh-huh. Black Black Panther's dad, T'Chaka, killed Claw for revenge, and now Shuri is set to be the greatest Black Panther in that universe. Uh, Hank looks back, or Beast looks back to see his partner and lover Simon Williams is dead. So people forget that this beast was canonically gay. But uh, his memory... What? Was that mentioned before? Because I didn't remember that part. No, and it's it's a very weird thing. I'll get to why in a moment. Okay. But uh, his memory gets repaired, and Polaris's death brought Magneto back to the good side of heroes. And... Kang goes on to explain that because there are more Kangs who started forming their own teams, everything keeps shifting. And so to try and prevent them from getting sucked into the Panopticon faster, they all get their own Taluses. And they get sent to Earth 9744 or whatever. And as they start to prepare and talk about how Kang may not be the guiding force forever, um, they point out that they never saw what happened to the Wishes universe, and this is secretly because Princess Wanda is on the team. Uh, Exiles Wanda had gotten killed, and they go off to help Moon Boy. And that is the end, sort of. So, like, my brief rundown of what happened with the Panopticon is as more universes were made, there were more Kangs, and all the different Kangs wanted to do their own stuff and so because they were the initial force that was fracturing the universe they are the basis of the panopticon gotcha but because all those kings also have their own teams messing with stuff it retroactively changes who is in charge of the panopticon and changes the inherent construction of it okay which is their way of dealing with like that weird couple that had shown up for a while. Yeah, that's where uh, the initial idea for Tancer came from. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Exiled. Crossover. Um, yeah, because I really, 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 really enjoyed this series, we actually got a few scripts and layouts for the next arcs printed in here that were going to come up. So issue six was initially going to be a world where the gods got together and decided that they were going to change the inherent laws of reality. So the steam revolution never happened. And so magic is still the primary force in the universe. I'm into that. And yeah. And so there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, with like monsters showing up there and Baron Mordo and Dormammu. And 
there's also a script for issue seven. And then I believe issue eight was going to send them to a jungle world. And there is some weird stuff with beast hooking up with. Um, Tiger in that universe. So I'm not entirely sure what the deal was. If it was just like Jeff Parker saying, oh, you know what? Let's make beast canonically queer because I mean, he's probably never going to show up again, but you know, funky animalistic beast. Yeah. And you also get some sketches, but you can see all those sketches on the XIO sketchbook, which is also on Marvel Unlimited. But we've got universes to add on here. So are you ready, Devin? Let's do it. Okay. So we'll go through our team members first. I'm going to open up Trials of the Multiverse. Um, so currently our list is at 570 universes on this list, Devin. Damn, son. So up first we have Beast, Hank McCoy from Earth 763. I, I like this version of Beast a lot. Yeah, no, he was cool. Uh, I like him more than Exile's Mystic. Yes. Because, I mean, he, he enjoys just taking people into the alley and beating the heck out of them. Uh-huh. So, uh, above that we have Animal Man Lost His Powers, Marvel Heroes. Oh, we also have uh, Morph. I don't think he is as good as Morph, but I think he's better than Wonder World. Yeah. So our new number 19 is Earth 763, Exiles Beast. Uh, up next, we have Polaris, uh, Lorna Dane from Earth 8149. And Polaris had fun with her powers. Like, I feel like generally she's just a very dour person. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she's as good as mystic um i didn't feel like this particular one had like enough differentiation she got to do some fun stuff yeah but i'm looking for a good thing because i don't think she goes super far down how do you feel about her compared to marvel 1602 oh she's better than that uh she's better than ratforge how do you feel about her compared to the iron doom masada arc um, not as good. Uh, okay, so right under that is Criminal Nova. I think she's better than Criminal Nova. Yeah. So our new number 46 is Earth 8149. Exiles. Hilarious. This is World. Uh, after that, we have Panther, T'Chaka. T'Chaka was fun. Yeah, T'Chaka was good. Um, I think we can easily put him above Exiles Mystic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But does he go, does he go above Exiles Beast? Mm, I would say yes. Uh, Exiles Morph. No. 
Yeah, Exiles Morphs, we also have a lot more about his world. I was going to say, yeah, we also have 150 issues of Morph. Mm-hmm. So that is our new number, 19. Uh, after that, we have Forge, which he was an interesting note of being sort of a straight man in the group. Yeah. But I, I still liked him overall. Uh, how do you feel about him compared to uh, Nocturne? Not as good. Uh, Polaris? Not as good. Uh, Marvel 1602? Not as good. Close or further? A little bit further. I don't know. Out of uh, all the cast members of this one, he was the least interesting. Goes because he did the least. He punched himself in the face a lot. Yeah. Uh, how about Iron Woman and Cap Mary? Better than that. Uh, what if Galactus became human? Not as good as that. Yes, agreed. So our new, er, uh, our new number fifty-eight is Earth two eight one four. Forge's world. Exiles Forge's world. After that is uh, the witch, the uh, initial Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff. And I don't know. I She did have the pointed out artistic problem where it's like she keeps commenting how her other universe self dresses slutty. But the only difference is she didn't have a cape. Capes are in this year, Luke. Uh, I'm gonna have to back that. Also, I really enjoyed the fact that she was trying to use weird mystical demonic forces to bring her brother back from the dead. Okay, a good point made. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to uh, the universe where Angel dated Gene and Scott couldn't handle a shit? Other than that, uh, Phoenix Force Jubilee, not as good as that. Sure, so that is. Earth 8823. Exiles. Witch's World is our new number 55. After that, we have the actual Scarlet Witch, or the Princess Scarlet Witch, from Earth 90631. But we're rating 90631 as a single universe. So, how do you feel about uh, that one where Magneto had taken over? Swag me. I thought it was. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to. Um, hmm. What if er, uh, Jameson wins? Ooh, not as good. Uh, got Instagram model Gwen Stacy? Not as good. Uh, Krypton Black Mercy. Krypton Black Mercy Fantasy. It's better than that. So our new number 17 is Earth 90631 Hashtag Swagnito And Oh yeah, I forgot Sage was also in that wall. I wish she had stayed in that wall. 
yeah, we also get uh, the initial version of King of the Conqueror, who is canonically female. Um, so there's also Earth Chill. How do you feel about Earth Chill? It was fine. <laughs> not not in that same caliber. No. How do you feel about it compared to the Marvel Zombie Christmas Carol? Better. Uh, Exiles Magic's World, not as not good. Not as good. Uh, Beyonder Remakes the Earth. Not as good. Uh, Mimic's Homeworld, better than Mimic. Better than Mimic. So our new number 252 is Earth Chill. Earth Chill. We then have Earth 97 something. Or, uh, wait, Earth 97. Oh, yeah, that, there was that brief panel that we saw uh, Morph go into where he was dressed like a pimp. Oh, yeah. Uh, where do you want to rate, rate Disco World? I don't really remember enough about Disco World. Yeah, we only got that one panel of yeah. it. We have ranked more with less. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to What if Deadpool Killed Uncle Ben? Not as good. Uh, not as good as World War II in space. Um, Agreed. Exile Shrek Universe? Not as good as Shrek. Uh, Exile's Weapon X's World. Better. Uh, the Disciples Devil, that's the one where Daredevil became the disciple of Doctor Strange. Better. Uh, the Marvel production crew existed in this reality and Marvel editorial crew did too. Not as good. <laughs> <laughs> So our new number 478 is Earth question mark Earth 1970s from Exiles. Um, there is also Earth um, Nope, we ranked that one. We ranked that one. We ranked that one. Oh, so we just need to rank Earth 10102. The robot Earth. This was a very good Earth. Yeah, this was a pretty good one. Better than Swagnito. Yeah. Uh, is it better than DC 1 million? Yes. Better than Valiant High? No. Uh, better than All Star Superman? No. So our new number twelve, our new number thirteen is Earth one zero one zero two. The humans are dead. Do, 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 do. The humans are dead. Um, yeah, and then that wraps us up for like covering Exiles now, Devin. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Yay. We did it. We did it. We did it. Hooray. My name is Luke, and I've got good cheer because we did it all in 
about three years. We did it. We did it. We did it. Yay. Except for that new volume that's happening now. Yeah, I... The first arc went on too long, and I hate to be the guy who's like, oh, they got rid of continuity, but it's also like, I enjoyed the continuity. Luke loves his continuity. Continuity, love Michael. Is it also Age of Apocalypse Blink still? Okay. Yeah. She's just being accurately depicted as a Jamaican woman who is a mutant. Gotcha. Which is why her hair is different. Which I think we had that discussion last week. I am down with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't yeah. realize that that was a thing or that we we're supposed to have known that that was a thing. Yep. Um... Yeah, so we have like two weeks that we don't have anything scheduled for up until uh, Septangent. Nice. Yeah. And I haven't even gotten to work, so I don't know. We could take a sabbatical for like two weeks. That would give Xavier Files time to like get this beef, and then we can beef all the way through Septangent. We could. JK, next week, guys, the entirety of the Ultimate Universe. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in 2000, Marvel thought things were going too weird, so they decided to make a universe that wouldn't be feared by people who are afraid of continuity, so they made a new world in perpetuity. Where Spider-Man was young and the X-Men all were new. Where Mark Millar had way, way fucking too much to do. It was called the Ultimate Universe and that is where we'll start. Get ready because it's the equivalent of a shark. I like the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, but... Come um, at me, bro. There were so many... There's a lion... There's a lot of giant turds in that. Yeah, probably. I didn't read those. Yeah, but like when I read the good volumes of Ultimates and I read all of Ultimate Spider-Man. And the good volumes of Ultimate X-Men. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We've been doing like several years of this podcast without a break. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I seriously would not mind having some more time to prepare for Septangent unless there's something you know that you really want to cover. Or, um, you know what? If there are any listeners who have something they'd like us to cover, let us know. It will be a two weeks of guest appreciation coverage. Yeah. This one's for Hank. Yeah, you know everything else after this many years.
Peace.